Welcome to Reject and Serve, where we ask all the important questions. What would you be doing if you weren't doing this? What do you work for? Am I a coward? Would you ever quit your job for another job that would pay you more? And also, swear like fuck. Cunt. Quarish? Fucking cunt. Gagnamic. Fucking cunt. Cunt. So cover your ears, and let's begin. What would you be doing if you weren't doing this? I have no idea. Probably writing comics. Yeah. That's kind of a dream. Doing comics or animations. What would you be doing? I would be a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I see why you've come to this. <laughs> no, I don't know, actually. What would you be doing? I've done, I've like been a radio presenter and I'm doing this now. I mean, musician is everyone's dream, right? Yeah. But I'm just not that good, so I yeah. just accept. I, I like audio and this yeah. is like as best as I get. I cannot make a tune come out of guitar no matter how much I ever wanted. You could try throwing on the floor, that's a tune. But then that's basically a drum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually having band rehearsal after this. Dag nabbit. You young kids and your damn music and progressive rocks and whatnot. <laughs> Back in my day, rocks was the thing we threw in the water. <laughs> None of this new spangled music. I hear you spend some time in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> would you ever quit your job for another job that would pay you more? What are you offering? <laughs> no, I was just thinking... I can get naked if you like. <laughs> no, I was just thinking in general, like, what do you work for? I'm actually very loyal to my job. Yeah. Um, the, the criteria would be, can I decide my own hours? Um, do I get paid over... A, this amount, do I get vacation pay? I just, it would be negotiable. Basically. Yeah. I had that like situation and like, and I noticed that people really work for like different things. The biggest reason I'm at my place is because I love every coworker I have. Mm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you look so dead inside when you answered that. <laughs> at previous times, I've been like checking my schedule and be like, oh, who am I working with today? And it's like just one person that is like, yes, I'm working with that person. But I don't have that anymore. So that's why I'm like, I don't want to go away, like leave the place. But at the same time, I know that if I would go to like and work the same hours, I would probably would get more salary, but the tips would be through the roof comparable. I bet, I, I think I would love my people I work, would work with there. Because it seems like most people that work there are having fun. It would also feel a bit whorish, would be the right word for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, would I w really leave where I'm happy now to work at a place that I probably would be happy, but I would go there for the money. Yeah, that's also the thing that I'm also really loyal. Yeah, I know you are. I mean, I've been loyal to you for like, what is it now, three years? <laughs> Too long, man. Too long. <laughs> I think it's pretty much three years now, isn't it? Been a long time. <laughs> and I have treasured every moment of it. I remember when we tried to be like child friendly with this podcast, and then we just realized, like, now. Nah. No children's gonna find us fun. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, as well, a kid friendly bartending Bar pod. podcast. Don't you hate it when the bartender brings you apple juice and there's yeah. too many ice cubes? <laughs> Gag, nam it. I, uh, I witnessed a robbery. Okay. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I finished work and my friend went to 7-Eleven to buy like a hot dog, but it was like getting pretty full with people. So I was like, oh, I'm just in everyone's way. I don't want anything. I'll wait outside. And this guy, which was very clearly on drugs, 
he sprinted, like opened his like pockets and just stuffed loads of chocolate bars in. And like I had the chance to trip him up or something. Am I a coward? No, not really. Because as you said, he's obviously on drugs. You never know about those people. I could have tripped him up. <laughs> he, he would easily trip up like he. Yeah, but what would be the next step? No, no, I don't think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. Now what? I'd have to sit on him. But if it's just a couple of chocolate bars, is like that's like a minor robbery in a way. So it is. If you run into the completely full Seven Eleven at three o'clock at night, a guy stole chocolate bars. That creates even more problems in a way because that means people are gonna get annoyed because one of the staff is probably gonna start running out and since they're probably understaffed as they are it's like that causes a whole different problems for people that just wants to get their coffee at three the company would lose more money trying to police that it's such a bad thing like this is one guy normally in 7-eleven at an hour where drug addicts are everywhere drunk people like it's that's hard yeah, I felt a little shitty afterwards. I think it would do more harm in the long run to actually do anything proper. That's at least my take on it. Fucking cunt. Cunt. Yeah, you fucking cunt. You're a cunt, but at least you're not a fucking cunt. Yeah. Because a fucking cunt, then you're a really fucking That's the dude. worst one. Yeah. But Unless cunt... you're fucking a cunt. Yeah. The... But you can be a cunt. <laughs> and you can have cunty behavior. Yeah. That's not a compliment. Yeah, that was quite cunty of you back there. Yeah. By snapping your fingers at yeah. a fucking bartender. Yeah. <laughs> the cunty move that is, sir. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I like to mix the dirty with the, with yeah. the clean. I do say, sir, you're quite a cunt. I'm just waiting for the guest that's gonna come up to the bar and be like, Don't you know who I am? Oh, I've had that so... Alright, so I've been pushed up in a corner by a guy, like, in my face, because he was shit-faced, and I didn't want to serve him. He's like, don't you know who I am? I was like, no, and I don't care. Get out of my bar. I don't want to know you. Yeah, I've, I've been stared down by Georgians reaching over the bar, I think, for knives. Uh, luckily, that time, I wasn't alone. <laughs> and luckily he was so drunk that I could just push him and he kind of wobbled. I'm glad I got out because you, you look at people very differently when you work in a place like that. Instantly mistrust people, no matter if they're Swedish, Georgian, Finnish, Gypsy. You just look at a person and they're like, I do not trust you. To everyone. Yeah, well, that's, everyone. The le that's the least racist place it is then. It's like the whole joke. But, but I'm, I, I, I'm not I, racist, I, I hate everyone equally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got them Latinos. <laughs> Equal opportunity racist. People in full tuxes, I can't, I can't deal with them. It doesn't matter if they have ordered or not. Yeah. If I see someone in like full costume, I'm just going to be like, I'm the, not the, dealing with this. The people I mistrust the most is the, the people that make drink cocktails mixed with fireball and people that wear caps not fully on their head, like on top of their head. Yeah. Like, I see someone with like a New York cap or whatever sitting on top of their head. I'm like, I don't, don't trust you. Yeah. You're gonna make trouble. Even your hat doesn't trust you yeah. enough to be on your yeah. head. <laughs> I have a colleague who's um, sensitive to eggs, like they fuck up his stomach, but he likes eggs. It's kind of a problem, and a lot of the time at work, they make stuff with egg in, and he always eats it, and he always complains about his stomach after. He tells me like three or four times that I'm going to go take a shit. I'm like, you just went. He's like, yeah, I, I really struggle taking a shit outside of home. I was like, that's a fucking waste. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, they're paying you here. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're literally paying you here. Just take shit. First of all, you save toilet paper. You get money. So I basically spent the whole shift working at how much money I earn if I took a shit every day at work. I've done the maths. Here it is. <laughs> Shitting at work, man. <laughs> 
If I shit at work and I work 40 hours a week, say an average poop takes about four minutes, if you're including like time on your phone as well, which is 800 minutes a year, 13 hours, 33 minutes, which would be 2,200 crowns a year with 549 crowns in taxes. It's not so that- So I have to pay the government to shit. <laughs> it's not that much in, if you think of like what you make in a year, if you're thinking about that's literally what you get from only shitting. But then you, but then you also think about that's toilet paper saved as well. You included that? No, I haven't. No, <laughs> that's quite a bit of money actually. Yeah. And as well, like taking a shit is the only break that a non-smoker has. Yeah. You get paid to fucking smoke. You get way more than that. Like, <laughs> like best money saving tips for bartenders. Not drinking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> They don't really feed me too great at my job, and it's always around 10, and I finish at 3. Easiest thing ever, just to go and buy a burger. I think it's really easy for people to, like, get into the fast food, because you barely get to eat sometimes when you're stressed. I have so many people that, like, order food that they barely even eat it, because they're so stressed about working. Yeah. Have you ever met a fat bartender? I know. At least one. Can you set up a meeting? I need to ask him how he does it. (laughs) How do you get fat doing his job? But also maybe taxi rides home. Yeah, that's, I, I literally try to avoid taxi as much as I can. You live way far. Like yeah, that's part of the thing. But also it's like I put almost a thousand crown on a bus card. I might as well use it. Yeah. I'm never in a hurry to get home. So I don't mind taking a train for an hour or a bus for an hour. It's just, eh, it's just nice to calm down with that. How was your Christmas? Oh, yeah. How was my Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I actually turned... Uh, Girl down on Christmas. I think I got that. Tis the season to be jolly. <laughs> I have to wait fucking 11 months to use that soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually ironic that I actually turn a girl down on Christmas. It is, isn't it? It's supposed to be the season of giving. But you're not giving any fucks. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Some, literally, you should give some fucks. What the fuck did I do on Christmas? Yeah. I barely remember the days because, like, after New Year, I had 10 days off. Yeah. And thanks to that, everything is you smushing together because for me to be off for 10 days really fucks up my mind. I barely remember Christmas Day or New Year's Eve. One of the funniest things during New Year was, like, when we were counting down, someone had just dropped a glass on the floor. So I'm like, holy fuck, they're doing a countdown. So during the c- countdown, I'm like, trying to find the shovel. I just ran past someone and they were like, what are you doing? We're almost there, I'm like, I'm trying to work here. So during the actual zero, I was shoveling glass from the floor. Yeah. While everyone else was like, woo! This is a cool topic, and do you remember your all of your New Year's? Yeah, time? most. My first bar job when I was picking glasses when I was like 19 or 20, I was in the men's toilet scooping secondhand chicken out of a urinal. <laughs> yeah, my first one was at that place we have these like ice tortures and we used to put like 500 of them in the whole bar so like when we're starting to count down at five everyone just runs around the bar and lights them all up so it just looks like the whole, whole bar is on fire that was my Same. first bar uh, new year my second that was last year i was in the wardrobe no, that's all. How happy you were. <laughs> the year before that, I think was the time when I worked at Marie's. And I actually worked that night. And we got off at like half past ten. Mm-hmm. So I was on the train during the um, zero. And I remember sitting there and the speaker's like, Yeah, it looks like now the time is twelve. I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. I'm sitting on 
fucking prayed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day I was with like, I think about you know, three other people. The, the fireworks show in the UK is massive every year in London. And they put it on TV. So we're there watching like TV on New Year and then the New Year strikes. And then all these fireworks go up. And my friend has an uh, epileptic fit. <laughs> That's how he starts this year. And he has no memory. He woke up like, what year is it? <laughs> we, had tell, we had to tell him what year it was. I was like, happy year! Oh, fuck. Uh, the drinks that we make, uh, you don't really need to shake them. But I shake them just because it's like, it looks nicer. Looks like you're doing more of an effort. Probably... Yeah. It's funny, you get like at least 10 crowns tip just by doing this. Yeah. I would do that in the street just to get money. It's like that with one hand and my hand out. <laughs> one hand on the shaker and another one on the other shaker. If you know what I, I mean. What I mean. <laughs> I'd like to pass her the baton if you know what I mean. <laughs> I was too busy waxing my javelin if you know what I mean. Uh -huh. I'll give that a nine if you know what I mean. I've got a nine if you know what I mean. <laughs> Disqualified for an early start if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, why don't you just clean and jerk if you know what I mean. <laughs> Nothing better than a 200 pound snatch, if you know what I mean. Well, it would be one hand on the shaker, the other one on the stroker. That's never gonna make it to air, if you know what I mean. Imagine if you mix it up, though. If you have citrus, milk, or egg, you should shake it. Yeah, I do it like as much as I can, but if you have like two rows of people, yeah. After I saw you make an Aperol Spritz, I was really like studying you and like, okay. So last time I did it, like the couple that order it, they were like, wow, look at him. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm like, ah. But I love that I taught you about um, muddling lime, the importance of that compared to juicing. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so the next factual, because uh, now we've developed a factual part where I, uh, I speak. So if you listen to all our episodes, you will be a bartender. Yeah, yeah. After, <laughs> after like episode 50, maybe. But when you juice a lime, you get purely the juice, maybe some of the, the plith, you know, the white stuff. So you end up getting it maybe slightly bitter. Even if you strain it, you're going to end up with a little bit of like bitterness. Um, whereas if you cut a lime in half and then quarter it and then muddle it, you get the skin and that produces a lot of oil. And when oh, you add yeah, oil, yeah. oil is so different to the juice. <laughs> so sometimes I'll only use oil. I'm still thinking about things. <laughs> <laughs> so when you muddle a uh, lime into a drink, say a mojito, you could easily use your juice. Um, but if you <laughs> if you're muddling a lime, you'll get the oils too, which gives it more of an aroma, more of a, like a slightly tannic, more bitter feel. Than if you just use juice. We got through that. <laughs> no, you didn't. You ruined them. Hello, rejects or Serbians. Rejecting Serbians. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't have a fanbase name. Weird. Anyway, keep a lookout on our YouTube page. Something special will be released in the coming month. And do not forget to donate to Reject and Serve. Or don't, that's fine. As always, I'm Ainsley, this is Reject and Serve, and have a pleasant shift. Or don't, that's fine. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.